0: At the heart of it is this Facebook Pixel, which we were all deathly afraid of because we liked the old Pixel. But we're glad to say now that we love the new Pixel just as much, if not more.
1: We love it. We love it. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns.
2: Hello and welcome back to Perpetual Traffic, episode number 73. On today, we're gonna be covering uh, something that's been one of the biggest questions uh, that we get every single month, really. Probably every single day from all of our communities. And there's been a lot of transition and change happening in the Facebook world. And we're going to go in today and we're going to try to simplify something that can feel really confusing sometimes. So sit there, go ahead and just take a deep breath. What we're going to do is we're going to take something confusing. We're going to make it simple for you. And we've got some great resources to send you to as well if you want you know more in-depth information and some more advanced stuff, uh, depending on the size of your business and the, and the type of business that you have. So how are you guys doing today? Doing great.
1: Doing- Great. Wonderful intro there, Mr. Grant. All right. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much. And today we're going to be talking about the Facebook pixel, Facebook tracking, retargeting, the old conversion pixel, the new conversion pixel. What the heck should I do? We get a lot of questions where people are, are asking, how do I use retargeting? How can I do this and then use retargeting or how do I set up my tracking? Do I need to use a pixel on this page and in this page and this page, and we're going to really simplify things for you. And we've got a great article to send you to as well. So Molly, yeah, what are some of the frustrations you're seeing out there with this?
1: Yeah. And in terms of the Facebook pixel in episode 47, we went really deep into the new Facebook pixel. I mean, you know, it was halfway confusing to me um, (laughs) as a user, right? Because the new Facebook pixel was so in depth um, and there's so much to it. And at first we were really resistant to change because there were certain aspects of the pixel that would make the way that we run traffic almost impossible. But Facebook's changed those. um, And we've started using the new pixel and we have for many months. Now And what I've really come to find is that, number one, it's a good thing. Once you make the switch and you really figure things out... Things are easier to set up. I can do everything with an ads manager that I need to now without having to ask one of our tech guys to, you know, install a conversion pixel or help me with this or help me with that. But I think that the documentation that came out with the new pixel and, and sort of how overwhelming it was, it really deterred a lot of people. So we really wanted to record this episode to add on to episode 47, but to also say that, Hey, if you're still confused, if you're still having issues, we're really just going to cover the three ways that we use the Facebook pixel without any confusing code talk or things that might be scary.
0: (laughs) And it is scary for a lot of people, but I think this episode will simplify it. And it really is actually a lot more simple than some people think. And I think it still is a source of confusion, like what it actually is. And I think one thing to kind of keep in mind with this, and we'll get into this more with tracking when we cover that, is that Facebook is tracking you as a user based upon your user ID, your Facebook user ID. So if you're on a yes. device, if you're on a mobile device, if you're on an iPad, if you're back on your laptop, if then you're back on your mobile device and then you go over to your iPad, or maybe you. You know, as long as you're on a device that you're logged into your personal Facebook ID, they're tracking your movement everywhere. And if you're clicking on ads, your users are clicking on ads, your potential customers are clicking on ads, they're tracking all that. And it's based around the fact that this pixel and their tracking system is so advanced. It's more advanced than anything else, any other platform that's out there right now, without a doubt. And at the heart of it is this Facebook Pixel, which We were all deathly afraid of at first because we liked the old Pixel a year ago. But we're we're glad to say now that we love the new Pixel just as much, if not more. We
2: love it. So think about the Facebook Pixel is if your customers out there almost like they're being inserted with a chip all right, like some of the things you see in the movies of the future, right? They're being inserted with a chip, and when they walk into different stores throughout the the mall or throughout the world, they are being tracked. Compare that to a lot of other third-party tracking where they're based on cookies, which is more like your customer's you know, they're tracking their footprints and then walking around into your store or or out around your store. And then those footprints kind of being washed away after a while. And that's what can happen with cookie based tracking. Facebook is just unbelievable how accurate it is.
1: So yeah, Ralph, you were you were talking about tracking, and I think we're really going to cover three ways to use the pixel three ways that we use the pixel within all of our businesses. It's for retargeting, optimization, and tracking. So that's what we're going to cover.
2: Perfect. Perfect. And right before we do that, let's talk about the old conversion pixel in case anybody out there is wondering if they're still using it for some reason, if they still have it or, or anything like that. So we can close that conversation. Yeah,
0: we're not using it anymore.
2: <laughs> Molly, are you still using it? No. So if you're one
0: of those holdouts who have not or didn't want to or have resisted, switching over to the new Facebook pixel, then you should definitely do it ASAP as soon as possible. So when I refer to the old pixel, there was basically there was an extra pixel you would put on a conversion page. And that was called a Facebook conversion pixel, which is now no longer used. But you also had a website custom audience pixel, which you put on every page of your site. And that has now been replaced by the new Facebook Pixel. So if you have that old website custom audience pixel, I'm talking to you people that have been around for a while, replace it, make sure you replace it because it's being sunsetted when, Molly? February 2017 February for good.
1: 2017.
0: Yeah, so the clock is ticking. So get that website custom audience pixel out there, replace anywhere it is on your sites, usually on your head tag, on your main website, or maybe on any of your landing pages, pull that sucker out and put the Facebook pixel, the new Facebook pixel that's in your ad account in its place.
2: Perfect. Perfect. Love it. All right, let's get into it. Number one, Molly.
1: Yeah. Tracking. Everyone wants to be able to track the success of their ad campaigns. And actually in a few weeks, we will have John Grimshaw, our data analyst a Digital Marketer on to talk more about tracking, because that's something you guys have been asking a lot about. So one of the ways to track is through standard events. So standard events would allow you to see how many page views a certain campaign has produced, how many leads, how many checkouts. But unfortunately, it doesn't allow you to specify which lead magnet it came from or which product they purchased or which piece of, of blog content they viewed, unless you want to go through some pretty intense coding. So really the easiest way to use the new pixel for tracking that we found is through custom conversions. So to create a custom conversion, it's in the business manager navigation in the menu. So if you go up to business manager, there's a custom conversions button underneath the measure and report area, and you can create a custom conversion based off of a URL, So if you want to track how many leads occurred from a a particular funnel, and for some reason you're not optimizing for this particular campaign, you can set up a custom conversion that says, you know, I want to count a custom conversion every time someone visits a URL that equals, you know, www.digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash get market research, right? That's a URL that's the success page that someone would hit after they would opt in. So we would count them as a lead every time someone visits that page. If you want to track, you can create these custom conversions, whether it's for a lead or a purchase. And you're just denoting that one URL is a a success page that when someone visits this page, you know, it means that they opted in or they purchased and then, when you're going to set up your ads, you'll notice at the ad level, it says, How would you like to track? And under pixel tracking, there's an option that says, Track all conversions from my Facebook pixel, choose conversion tracking pixels, or do not track conversions. As long as you have track all conversions from my Facebook pixel selected, No matter what campaign you're running, Facebook is going to track how many leads, registrations, checkouts have actually come from that particular campaign. So it's just an easy way to track if you have something really important that you're wanting to track within a funnel. It's a really easy way to set that up without having to go in and do any sort of coding or getting into Google Tag Manager. Just to sum it up, if you're wanting to track using the new Facebook Pixel and you don't want to use standard events because they're confusing to you, you can simply set up a custom conversion. Make sure that when you're setting up the ad, the track all conversions from my Facebook Pixel is selected. As long as you've done both of those things, Facebook will track those conversions on any campaign you set up. So when you go into your ads manager and you select the the columns, the performance column, and then you go to customize column, you can enter whatever you named that custom conversion. So, you know, say I named it customer avatar, you could check customer avatar and cost per customer avatar. And it's going to show how many times that particular conversion was triggered and what it cost you to generate that lead or sale. So yeah, that's, that's really basically how to use tracking with the new Facebook pixel.
2: That's a lot simpler. If you think about it that way, it just all you have to do is go into Facebook and put in the URL. Because before you had to get somebody else or yourself or you know,
0: you could screw it up really easily and put a separate code on that thank you page. So it's like it's more work and plus it slowed down the load time and sometimes it wouldn't load and it wouldn't be as accurate in your reporting. So, you know, what Molly says it's so much easier now. And. We've definitely seen the accuracy increase. Like we always compare our leads that come in with a third party tracker or maybe the CRM for the customer, so we double check it. And now, you know, they used to be off by like fifteen or twenty percent. Like Facebook would always be under fifteen or twenty percent. Now they're pretty much dead on. You know, all things being considered. So I, I think it is a faster, more elegant code. It's it's much more reliable. And you have a greater sense of confidence when you're running ads that you put in a dollar and you're getting X amount of dollars back out of it based upon this tracking that you can see inside ads manager.
1: And you'll notice over the past few days inside of Facebook, they updated their reporting and it's wonderful Yeah. because in the past with the new pixel, when you've run a website conversion campaign well, if it said 10,000 conversions in the past, I would think, "Oh, that means 10,000 leads or 10,000 webinar registrations, you know, whatever I'm optimizing for." But unfortunately, they were putting any conversion that happened on any customer standard event in that number. So you actually had to mouse over the big number to get the breakdown of, you know, how many leads did I actually generate? So now you'll see Facebook is actually reporting just on the conversion that you're optimizing for. And it's actually pulling the name of your custom conversion into the ads manager. So for example, the custom conversion I was just talking about, now it has the sum total of leads I've generated and it says customer avatar under it. So that's a really big update that's helping a lot of people and simplifying things in the platform.
0: Big, big improvement and way less questions about that kind of stuff now, too, which is always good.
1: What's really important with tracking is digging into the data. So we all want to be able to track and there are right ways and wrong ways to track things. But you also have to really be willing to go into that customized columns button, into that breakdown button. You have to be willing to go in and see which demographics are performing. You know, actually, what is your cost per conversion? from that custom conversion. So many conversions. Um, (laughs) You you have to be willing to dig into the reporting to get to the data. So mini Molly rant for your... uh, For your listening pleasure. I think this really moves us into number two, optimization. Because optimization really revolves around custom conversions too. And what I mean by optimization is when you're using that increase conversions on your website objective when you're wanting to optimize a campaign for a specific action that's early in the funnel so a lead a low dollar sale a webinar registration in the past you used to have to set up a conversion pixel so you would get a unique piece of code you would install it on the page you would refresh you would make sure it was live then you would go back you would set up the campaign And, you know, when it asked for which pixel are you optimizing for, you would type in the name. Now it's great because you can create a custom conversion just like we were talking about for tracking. You can create a custom conversion that you can then optimize your campaigns for. So, you know, optimization is really a big part of what makes the Facebook pixel so important. The ability to optimize for that specific action and for Facebook to know, I don't just want clicks to this page. I want people that are actually going to take whatever action I'm hoping for on this page, right? I want people that are going to buy or people that are going to opt in for whatever I'm offering.
0: Yeah. And this is super, super powerful. And there's a lot of different ways to use it. Like for example, you know, the digital marketer model and in many cases, and we use this as well, a lot of our customers is get a lead, capture a name and an email, and then on the thank you page, give them some kind of irresistible offer. Maybe what's referred to as a tripwire offer, which is a low priced offer or something that's related to the lead magnet. And then you're selling it on that thank you page after they've already taken an action. So the theory is, you know, the visitor has already taken action, so they're still hot. They're ready to do, you know make another purchase or they feel good they get a surge of adrenaline because they just did something and they're they're moving their life forward or their business forward but with the conversion pixel with this with optimization you can actually you can optimize for any one of those events you could optimize your ads for the lead so the name and the email the first action that's action number 1 or you could actually optimize your ads for step number 2 which is the purchase of the tripwire offer. So in our case, we have a number of customers that on the thank you page, they will offer a free plus shipping offer or maybe a free shipping offer or a low priced offer. So once we gain some scale, we gain some visibility as far as what types of audiences and what ad creative starts working, we stop optimizing. We change our optimization event, as we call it, our conversion event that we're optimizing for to the second step because the second step is more important in our opinion than the first step. So, what ends up happening sometimes is that when we optimize for the second step, provided that's at, at volume, then our first lead actually really decreases. And I'm looking at an ad account right now where we typically will get like a dollar or two dollars for a lead because we're optimizing for the second step in the funnel. Our lead cost is actually less than a dollar, but our cost per acquisition is right where it needs to be on the thank you page. So, we've got hundreds of conversions. That we're optimizing for, which is our sale. So think about it that way. The Pixel is so smart. The Facebook Pixel is so smart that you can actually optimize your ads based upon what the action that you really want.
2: This is really important, especially for those of you guys that are, you know, intermediate to advanced that are listening to this and already kind of understand the, the pixel stuff. This can go any direction. This is like everything that we talk about. We talk about audience sizes and, and budgets and, and everything like that. And where you need to really take The advice that we give and and try to understand the core principles of this world, okay, these algorithms and adjust it for your situation. So let's say you have a a product that you sell for $60 or maybe less than that. Maybe it's $29.95 or something like that. And you're not getting a lot of volume of sales yet. And initially you're optimizing it based on those new customers. Well, your case, you're going to want to move it up the funnel. You want to move it to the add to cart or maybe they opt in to get to the order form which is similar to an add to cart, but depending on your situation, you might move it up one step because you have more volume. Ralph made that comment a a minute ago, depending on your volume. In his case, they moved it down the funnel because they were selling a pretty high volume of products. So they're able to do that. Super smart. If you're listening to this right now, don't be like trying to think, okay, what's the right answer for me? You know what? There probably isn't a right answer for you, so don't be afraid to test both of them. It's not going to be a huge difference probably between the two, except really, really high budgets and scale. So just don't be afraid to test both, but go with your gut feeling initially and just go with it. You're like, okay, I'm not going to get a lot of volume, so I want to go a little higher up in the funnel, so I'm just going to go with that and be confident when be okay with it, and then test the other one. Uh, maybe you don't have a high enough budget to, d- to test both at the same time. And just wait a week or two and then test the different conversion goal. That makes sense. Yep. Make a decision and be okay with it. Just realize that this is all it's all about gathering data. And if you get it wrong a little bit, that's okay. You just learned a lot. So your campaigns are going to be even more profitable down the road. So the Pixel is very powerful when it comes to optimizing your campaigns. You just gotta tell it what to do and what you want it to do. And remember you can go to the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast episode 73 we're going to have the links out to the other podcast where we talked about standard events and custom conversions on a more technical level Uh, we'll have any screenshots we talked about here as well as the article that molly recently wrote about exactly what we're talking about right now facebook pixels so the number three is retargeting and retargeting is really just targeting different audiences audiences that you have in your world. So custom audiences, warm audiences is retargeting don't overcomplicate this stuff initially uh ralph how the heck do we use this pixel for this
0: we used to have to use a separate different pixel like we mentioned in the first part of this episode here which was the website custom audience pixel but we don't have to use that anymore because there's now one pixel to rule them all and it's the facebook pixel (laughs) (laughs) yeah world domination of one pixel So before you had to do two separate things here, but now you don't need to worry about it. As long as you put your Facebook pixel on every page of your website in the head tag or on any of your landing pages, if you're using any sort of third party sources like Unbounce or lead pages or any of that sort of stuff, put it there. But then you can create specific audiences based upon behaviors of your visitors. So just the basics of it is this is under um Create Audience or under the Audiences tab inside Ads Manager, which is that little drop-down. It's actually the fifth or sixth drop-down as soon as you sort of click in your upper left-hand corner. You can actually create audiences based upon people who visit your website. So you just enter in your URL. Okay, you typically Facebook will actually give you a drop down. Let's say if you've got you know a URL for your blog or maybe just one for your main site and maybe one for your e-commerce site. As long as your Facebook Pixel is on all those sites. It'll give you actually a drop-down of those when you sort of decide which ones you're going to do it for. So you can separate them out. Like you could have an audience just for people who visit your blog. You could have an audience for people just that visit your main site or just visit your e-commerce store, whatever it happens to be. Really a lot of flexibility there. And then the second one is people who visit specific web pages. So we've done this quite a bit. and I know Molly has done this a lot as well. Let's say you're, you sell a number of different types of products. Let's say you're in the diet niche and you've got stuff for uh, you know ketogenic living. You've got something for low-fat living. You've got something for clean living, for example. Those are your three sort of blog categories. You could actually create audiences around those individual blog posts, for example, or pages on your site that are related to each one of those diet types, so specific web pages on your site. So super powerful there. Uh, And then the third one is people who visit specific web pages, but not others. So this is what we call in most cases, the refusers. So maybe somebody who clicks on an ad lands on your landing page, but how dare they not opt in for your awesome lead magnet. They don't visit your thank you page. So you would enter in your landing page for people who visit that page, but don't visit your thank you page, whatever that happens to be, whatever that success page is, after they enter their name and their email. And then the fourth one is people who haven't visited in a certain amount of time, which is a new feature, really, really cool. So let's say you wanna target people who haven't visited your website in the last 30 days or who haven't visited in the last 180 days, 10 days, depending on what your offer is. So there's flexibility there. One that we don't use quite as much Uh, And then there's a cool new drop-down feature, which is based upon time spent on your website. And that's really neat. And then you can create all kinds of lookalike audiences off that. So basically the top 25%, most active users on your site, maybe the top 5% and the top 10%. So there's three separate categories there. And then you can target them with different offers. So there's lots of flexibility, at the very least you're listening to this and you're just starting out, just start with anyone who visits your website. Just put this pixel on and make it 180 days and maybe 60 days, 30 days, and then test out sending offers to those people in those custom audiences or website custom audiences and see how many conversions you get.
2: All right, I love it. Obviously, you can do a lot. Facebook tracks you. Remember, it's kind of like uh, getting stamped and inserting a you know a chip into your body and walking into these different malls and, and stores throughout the mall and all over the world and Facebook being able to track where you go because it's connected to your audience's logins. All right, that's enough to wrap it up. Uh, obviously, Facebook Pixel is powerful. You gotta get it installed, have it properly installed and start to use this amazing platform and leverage this data and start to optimize your campaigns and let Facebook do the optimization for you. Remember, it's very, very smart. Don't try to outsmart the algorithm. And you can go back to uh, digitalmarketer.com Forward slash podcast episode number 72. We'll have resources that we talked about here as well as that article and that article that Molly wrote, she's got tons and tons of awesome screenshots and diagrams illustrating this stuff. So I highly recommend you, you going back to, to digitalmarketer.com and reading that article. We'll be linking out to it as well from this episode number 73. Other than that, guys, have a great weekend and we will talk to you all soon. See ya.
1: Later. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.